In this episode, we will be hearing the story of Adana Austin. She is a business coach who is going to tell us about her journey into online business. In the first 30 minutes alone, Adana drops so many nuggets that you might want to listen to this with pen and paper. I will leave her info in the show notes. And now, Marketing Dynamic Business Solutions. I am so excited about this guest. I have been watching her online. I feel like it could even be like about four or five oh years God. now. You know, and I just admire her bravery to just kind of live life on her own terms and do what she feels is right for her. And I just absolutely adore community the community that she's built up for herself i'm gonna let you let her introduce herself and tell you about that but know that this woman is like power woman (laughs) like this kind of woman we're gonna be talking about like you know 15 years from now when you know she really i don't even think she really ready to like stamp she name where she is yet but i'm telling you when she ready to stamp it we all going to have to sit down and take notice okay that's the kind of chick that we're talking about today. So, without further ado, I am going to allow her to introduce herself. Who are you, ma'am? Could you tell us? I'm Adana Austin. <laughs> I am Adana Austin. I am a business coach and consultant out of Trinidad and Tobago. I work with entrepreneurs to get very clear on their goals, identify their ideal clients, and develop their strategies to grow their business. And I have been doing this uh, huh, for a very long time <laughs> because I come from a family of yes. I come from a family of entrepreneurs, right? A lot of my my mom has mm-hmm. her own business, my dad, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins. So I grew up around business. Um right. but I will I have actually been doing marketing and PR for small to medium-sized businesses since 2011. But, okay. I, but I did not decide to become a coach until 2015, and that happened by accident. Um, just based on conversations I was having with business owners and the kind of support they needed, I realized they needed, right. they needed something extra, and I didn't know what it was, right? So I decided right. to do some research, and then I, I came across this thing called coaching. And um, I signed up just to, you know, to study it and that kind. So I studied it for a year. And um, during that study, they told us, you know, the first class, they literally told us, go and get three clients. So we were like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) They were like, get three clients and charge them. We were like, well, we don't even know how much to charge. Like, what do we do? (laughs) And it was me and like 50 other people from different parts of the world, right? So it wasn't just me. Um, So we had a good network and, you know, a good support system. But we all did it. And um, I -hmm. jumped into it head first. And as I was learning every week in my class, I was applying things that I learned. So I really didn't start coaching in a a really um, strategic way until 2015. And then I got my own coach. And, you know, and I built it up from there. I started my group, Dy- Dynamic Business Strategist, which has over 4,000 yeah. entrepreneurs from different parts of the world who really support each yeah. other and, you know, give us, give each other the, the, 
the momentum to keep growing, you know. That was the biggest thing that I did when I first, first started coaching. Um, Listen, <laughs> and if you're not part of that group, I suggest you join. Yes. I mean, I don't know how you were able to do that. Like, meaning it's so family it's so well like people when i when i started that right i had a coach at the time and i told him i wanted to start a group because i was seeing different groups on facebook and i was like i want to do Mm. that i want to have my own community because i didn't find that i had a voice in those other communities so i said let me start my own community but ideally i just wanted a community of about a hundred entrepreneurs Right? <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to go hundred people and I'll be fine, right? <laughs> and by the end, oh, you poor naive thing. Right? <laughs> it's like a hundred. Yeah, and I said to myself, <laughs> you know, it would take me about a year to get a hundred people. <laughs> and I got a hundred people in like the what? first month and I was like, what the hell? And I didn't realize so many people in Trinidad needed this kind of thing, Right? Definitely, yes, Trinidad and Tobago don't leave me out. You know, I didn't know that we needed this level of support where we could just talk because Mm -hmm. we have a lot of groups already, but a lot of them are just advertising groups. People just drop, you know, flyers and things, but there's no real conversation around issues, right? And businesses, and that's what I really wanted the group Mm -hmm. to be about, you know. So Right from that time, because that was that was nearly a year ago, actually. You know, it was it was in March of 2016 that the group started. Wow! Yeah, and it from there it's just grown and it's now four thousand, a little yeah, a little over four thousand people. And every every Monday we add new people because I used to add people every day, but then I came up with this right. So every Monday morning we add new people. <laughs> so anybody who's waiting, oh no. Nah. Just know that Mondays is when the days that we add people. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, and every week it just grows. We get on average 20 to 30 requests every week. Um, to join. Wow. Yeah, not everybody makes the cut, obviously, because we have a, a system to decide who gets in and who doesn't get in. And uh, Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I didn't even... <laughs> It's a good thing I get it when I get it. I wonder what... Not everybody makes the cut. <laughs> because we want to make sure that, oh, wow. that it's attracted the right type of person. You don't have to be in business, but we ask mm-hmm. questions when you join, those three questions, and those really help us right. determine, you know, how serious you are or you're not serious and that kind of thing. So not everybody makes the cut, you know, and yeah. Are we no, I know we might too, be, so I know we might be mm-hmm. sorry, I know we might be off a little uh-huh. topic here, but what advice would you give to somebody who wants to start a feed? What would you say to somebody who is like, okay, I want I'm I'm gonna you know take them one's advice, put this link in the bio, it's gonna be a group. What do you tell them? Well, what I, is your best? I like advice? the word ecosystem. You see that word that you use? That is exactly what you want to do. You want to create an ecosystem that allows your audience to continue having conversations with you, right? And that might not just be only yes. a Facebook group, right? That might be a membership site. It might be part of a challenge. It might be part of a workshop. It might be all kinds of different things, a digital product, you know what I mean? Um so you want to create different 
different types of ecosystems because people want to interact with you in different ways. They want different things from you. So you don't want to just create this one thing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you want to create different opportunities because people move from thing to thing to thing. Because I have people who are part of DBS, then they go into my membership site, then they take part in my challenges, then they take part in my longer program, my six weeks or three month program. So, and they have all of that opportunity, you know, you understand? And right. that just keeps your audience in this cycle of, you know, just you keep sharing and being of value and service to them in various different ways, you know? So you want to create right. an ecosystem. In starting a Facebook group, what I would say to people is, everybody everybody should not start a Facebook group. It's not for everybody. Mm. It depends on your type of business, right? It depends on your type of business. Everybody does not need a Facebook group. However, okay. if, you, if you do mm. decide to start a Facebook group, you have to determine before you even put up that logo or fancy name or whatever what do you want right. your group to be known as and what do you want your group to be known for mm -hmm. because it's very easy for your group to just become an advertising group and if that's all you want then right but if you want your group to have a particular tone a particular message attract a particular type of person at the beginning of it that is where the real world comes in you have to take the reins and really right. guide your people as, okay, these are the conversations. You have to share the type of conversations you want to have in the group, first of all, and explain to people, like, no, this is what the group is about. Because you would realize in right. my welcome message to new members every week, I tell them what the group is about. I tell them it's not an advertising group. It's a group where we engage, right. we share knowledge, we support each other, and that kind of thing. And people are so surprised. And every day I delete people. Every day I delete people and every day I delete <laughs> messages. <laughs> Once you break the rules, oh my. that's it. That's it. I love it. Because the rules are very, very I clear. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I you know, and, and I would say kind of similar to with you know my email list. Like mm -hmm. same thing. You have to have your rules on yeah. you know what or, you know, and definitely, of course, trying to adhere to the community because I think sometimes of when we course. create these things, we forget that we're here to serve our community. But yes. also, you know, to, you, because you as the creator have to have some vision as to, you know, yes. what you want this to look like. Where are we going? How are we going to move this forward? Yes. Is it beneficial to have people drop in flyers every minute? Probably not. I know either. You know? You because you have to manage the group. You also have to mm -hmm. what are my resources? What kind of time do I have? You know what I mean? So I remember early on in right. the group, people wanted us to do, members wanted us to do like a directory with list of all, all the businesses and whatever. And I'm like, no, because for me, it's going to limit the group. It's going to make, create a situation where people are not talking. People are not going right. to have conversations. That's number one. And number two, who's going to be updating this list? Not me, because <laughs> I have exactly. no time for that. I have no time for that. Right. <laughs> so right. Everything oh. new, you know. Right. So, but you have to create what is best for you, right? Um, while yes, listening to your audience, but we also have to remember that everything your audience complains about doesn't mean you have to jump into it. Right. 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 If right. one person is complaining or two people are complaining, you have four thousand plus other people. 
So yep. you have to determine is this a one-off thing, this yes. personal feeling of theirs, or is it something that the entire community is feeling? So you have to kind of decipher what that is. You know, right? Um, and you would yes. get to know it based on the relationships that you build in the in in the group. You know, so yeah. No, no ju- just to address the elephant in the room, that noise you are hearing in oh, the God, back sorry. is some construction. Oh my make- God! Sorry. Uh, that, that's okay. That's okay. I just want them to know. I try to be as transparent as possible. Yes, I want them to be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> my dad decided okay. today was a day to do construction in her apartment. So, right. Oh, yeah. God. So, we, we're going to grind through it because I'm telling you, Adana is like one of the for real, for real people. She's not like for fake. Like, <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that. So, yeah, so you know, I want you all to get the value from her. So I, I you know, I'm gonna beg you guys to, you know, kind of rough through it. It's not the best ideal situation, but what it doesn't make what she has to say any less um valuable or informative. So tell me about how long you've been using social media. So you said you got on in well, you started in 2011. You yes. were saying I started in 2011. And at that time, we didn't have Instagram and all of those things, right? So I literally started with Facebook. I started with a Facebook page, and um, I started with LinkedIn first, actually. Facebook and LinkedIn. Before that, were you reluctant to even get on social media, or did you? Were you an early adopter? I was an early adopter. I was an early adopter because I was just fascinated by this whole thing. And the thing is that. Before I did a, a business page, I used social media as a way for me to keep connected with my family. Because what a lot of people don't know is that I come from a really, really, really large family. So it wasn't like a huge, huge leap for me to say, let me now use this as a business tool. Right, right. right? But I started, okay. I started a okay. Facebook page and I had no logo I had no nothing. <laughs> I just started the page <laughs> and I just started to talk and just share information, share what I knew. And the same thing on LinkedIn, just started to share information, share what I knew, share tips, share tools, share advice. I wasn't selling anything at that time, actually. Right. And that was just from me talking and sharing information, you know what I mean? So I didn't have any fancy tools or anything. Expensive. I didn't put out any at the beginning, you know, and I was able, I was able to right. people track four companies just, just by sharing my own knowledge, you know, and I think that right. a lot of people get um, tied up because they feel they need this big investment to start right. clients right. and start making money. No, just share the information that you know and, you know, start to build those relationships and then, you know, it falls into place from there. Now, you started off with LinkedIn and Facebook. Where else are you today? Whoa. How many other platforms <laughs> are you? So on Facebook, I have my Facebook business page plus my group. Um, I have my mm-hmm. Instagram page my business instagram i have linkedin i have twitter and i have pinterest and they are all ah, connected okay. right so um okay. what i share on linkedin usually goes automatically to, to my 
to my Twitter. Um, what I share on my website kind of goes interest and uh, my Instagram and Facebook, we kind of share nearly the same information, but with maybe different calls to action and stuff like that. So I'm on a few social media platforms. However, I would always tell people when they're starting off in business, you don't have to be everywhere. Right. I didn't, I didn't right. start off on all the platforms at the same time. Um, I mastered okay. Facebook and LinkedIn first, and then Instagram came, and I spent some time. I'm still not the greatest fan of Instagram, but I understand its power. <laughs> <laughs> and I listen, I love that honesty. I, 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 I really do. I'm not a fan of Instagram, but I, I understand do. the power of Instagram. All right. Um, Listen, it was a long road in getting me to this. I yeah, was a hater. Yeah, I was like, yeah. ew, ew. I couldn't take it. But it has it has grown on me. It's still not my first option. But um, it, it's right. powerful. I know how powerful it is. Um, And, you know, yes. Twitter is really great. I love Twitter for the fact of building relationships and talking to people and that kind of thing. I love Twitter. And then Pinterest is something that I've actually only started um, like the end of last year, like I've always had a personal Pinterest account, but a business Pinterest account where I'm adding my blogs and doing all of that, that is recent, um, maybe from like November of last year. So I'm building on that. And that has allowed me to get a lot more eyes on my blog, um, right. get a lot of traffic to my blog and that kind of thing. So that's something my visual assistant and I are slowly building you know, could be doing a lot of affiliate marketing with Amazon and that kind of thing to really build up that momentum and, you know, uh, um, stuff with the business. So Pinterest is new for us. Well, what led you to Pinterest? What made you, well, what made you decide? To- I'm, I'm an avid writer. I love to write. Um, and I mm-hmm. have, I have like over, oh my God, over like 500 blogs, blog posts. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, so I kept saying, you know, I need to do something with this with this blog because it has so much information and I want to get more eyes on it. And I usually share it on, on LinkedIn and Facebook and that kind of thing. But I didn't feel like it was getting the traction that it really deserved. Um, right. And right. then I did a short course last year about how to use Pinterest to get more eyes mm-hmm. on your business and stuff. Because listen to me, I always tell people, even though I'm a coach, I'm always studying. I'm always right. learning because I don't know everything. Me too. <laughs> so me too. Studying. Yes. Right? Um, so I did a course last year. And yeah, so my virtual assistant and I are slowly implementing the things that we have, we have learned. And yeah, so... And that is mainly for me to get eyes on the blog. So I just want to share. I, listen, I am obsessed with helping people. <laughs> I'm obsessed oh, with sharing. Look at your friend here. Look at <laughs> your friend here. I'm like, Almost so And that was something one of my coaches had to like literally buff me and tell me, like, Adana, you are not a library. You are a bookstore. And I'm like, oh, Okay. People just take information from a library, they spend no money. You're a bookstore. Let them buy you, let them buy your knowledge, you know. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I know that's a challenge for a lot of people, right? How much information should I share? Yes. 
how much should I share? I don't want to share too much because then nobody will buy me. So, you know, it's really a big mindset shifter and you have to know how to position yourself. It is. <laughs> it is. And you know, it's so funny. Mm-hmm. I could help anybody else. Yes. I'd be like, oh, you go, why do you not? You need to monitor. And, I, and then when it comes to me, I'm like, oh. Uh, yes. That is, that is very, very <laughs> normal. Like, that is very because I could have yeah. done that as well. I could help anybody, anybody. But that's why that's why I have my own coaches as well. Uh, to just guide me too. A coach needs a coach. Every coach needs a coach. That's that's yeah. my belief. I agree. You know, um I agree. Yeah, I so I'm constantly learning and I, I have no qualms in telling people if they ask me something, how to do something. I have no qualms in telling people I don't do because I don't know everything. Right, right. And I know what my zone of genius is. And I like to focus on my zone of genius mm-hmm. and outsource everything else or guide you to somebody else who knows how to do that thing. Really, really, really right. yes. You know, I have no problem. I love- yeah, I have no problem recommending people. <laughs> go, on, go on, pay this person. So, <laughs> so, so nowadays, now that you are on all of these platforms, would you say LinkedIn and Facebook are still like your strong yes. suit? I, I, or I, if you get the most engagement? Yes, I still get the most engagement from Facebook and LinkedIn out of all of my platforms. And I also think it's because people feel more of my energy on those platforms because those are my babies. Right. You know? Right. Um, right. So yeah, I get I get more traction on LinkedIn and Facebook than I get traction on Instagram. But as I said, I'm not like a big, big, big fan of Instagram. So my energy is there. My energy is like a gate there. Making that transition into more business, like yes, you were sharing your information, but then when you realize, like, hmm, maybe there's a business yes. here. What, what you know? What steps did you take at that point? Well, were you just like Here's our, here's our product or you know what did you, what how did did you it, which I still do to this day and I talk to my audience I talk to my audience if you if you mm. follow me on social media you always see I'm asking a question which do you prefer A, B and C how do you feel about this I right. talk to my audience and based on their feedback yep. that is how I know what to develop because I can sit and create a thousand programs that comes really easy to me the question is not how much programs I create. The question is, what does my audience need help with? And I, I'm, I'm right. not going to sit on and try and right. guess if you need help. I prefer to ask you a question, ask my audience questions, get their feedback. I might ask a follow-up question to get a little deeper into what the exact challenge is. And then I might come into the group and ask a deeper question. And I might also speak to my existing clients and ask them about their own challenges. And based on that, that is how right. I come up with the programs that I usually share with my audience. Okay. Okay. And now what can people really expect when they come to your social media pages? What what can they like what kind of stuff? Because in the early days, you're saying you were sharing a lot of information, which I think you still do now. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you would say it's different now. Or what's your approach to it um, now? Well, like, it's like a, a, a many different things. So, yes, I still <laughs> share information because that's the core of what I do. So, I'll still share like, like right. tips and tools and resources. I share a lot of things that make people stop and think. Because sometimes I know mm. I would say something and I'd be like, you all are not doing whatever. And I will instantly messages. 
oh my god adani you're talking exactly to me i'm not doing this yes how do you know <laughs> stuff like <Yeah. laughs> that stuff like that right so i share a lot of um you know advice and steps of how you should be setting up your business and why you should be doing this and how you know about your mindset and that kind of thing i also share like my blogs my podcasts um you know and anything interesting that i may have learned as well because I, anything i learn i want to share with my audience i don't learn things and just hoard the information yes yes girl so i might do a, mm-hmm. i might do a video on it you know i do a lot of videos i might do a video or something and just you know share this information this is what i learned this is how you set it up this is why you have to do it this is what you have to take into consideration and that kind of thing so anybody who visits my any of my social media platforms will see a mix of content you're going to get videos you're going to get posts you're going to get tips and tools you're going to get pictures you're going to really get to know me as um as a coach are you a youtuber i do have a youtube channel too <laughs> i didn't say that did i <laughs> and what i do is right. i share all of my videos that i've done on youtube so so people also follow me on youtube and leave comments there as well and that's something i need right. to, i'm actually building i'm doing some work on it this year one of my goals this year is to really build up the channel so it gets a lot more traction and gets more eyes and stuff right yeah i, I mean i i i am the same way i do have a hello tobago and a devon adana but i just i'm not ready yeah for Take youtube yet. meaning yeah, I'm not ready to bring that in on my table yes. yet. Like, I'm focusing on podcasts, I'm focusing on my social, building my website. Yes. So those are that can yes. add just Yeah, yet, and I, I tell people that do it a piece at a time. You don't have to be aware. Yeah. Just choose two to three platforms max and really mm-hmm. master, mm-hmm. master them. Become a master of those platforms. And then you can yeah. yeah this stuff don't try if you try to do everything one time you're going to get burnt out you're going to get frustrated mm-hmm. you know and your audience is going to be like where do i stop where do i look where do i start you know uh right right so right. choose two maybe three if you can and uh, and the other thing mm-hmm. is get help because oh, i am a bad one at that girl <laughs> it's a lot of work get help. are you talking to me now are you talking to me? <laughs> Get help, get help. Nobody does this. I, know. I mean, when you start off, yes, I know it's that thing where mm-hmm. you want to do everything for ourselves because nobody else knows this or knows this dream as much as we do. But the best thing that I've ever done for my business was to get an assistant. The reason I'm doing this full time is because I used to work in corporate um, full time before. And mm-hmm. I literally was burnt out. I suffered with, I really, really bad depression panic attacks and all that oh, wow. because I was overworked. I was trying to build this business plus working full time. And it yeah. really, really took a toll on me until I got sick. I used to go to the doctor literally every week, run tests, and they would be like, what? yeah, they spent thousands of dollars over a period of maybe six months because I used to be body pains and migraines. And, and they always said to me, oh, I don't know, we are not seeing anything specifically wrong with you until i went to barbados one year that 2015 and i went to 
a Reiki uh-huh. specialist. And she did she did the exercise with me and she's like, she's like, you know, your body is like super, super stressed out. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, this is why you're feeling the way you're feeling. You are stressed out. And if you do not change, wow. to get a heart attack or something. So you need to do something. And um, I came back home. I got sick again. I ended up in hospital. And my doctor was like, Adana, you need to make a change. And in that split second, I was like, okay, I'm not going back to my corporate job. The week before I was supposed to go back, I sat home, um, you know, just preparing myself mentally. Okay, I have to go back and whatever. And I sat here and I got a huge, that was the biggest panic attack I ever got. And I was like, okay, oh yeah, I'm like, okay, that's my answer. Let's not go back there. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Good for you for listening to your body and listening to your own mind. Because, you know, many people have been like, oh, let me push past that. That's, you know, yeah, man make to manage, you know, yeah, the things yeah, that we would say. Yeah, no, that's the kind yeah. of, because know. I could be dead, right? Or to say what I would Yes. No, 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 no. So you have to learn. I mean, I wouldn't recommend anybody do it like that, obviously. I, I recommend that you plan it out. I jumped in without a plan. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. Right. That's what we're going to do tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> There's no sound. Wow. But I mean, you have to listen to your body. Right. And, yeah. you know, I got that first year, the end of that first year is when I got my first um, assistant. At- On the Dear Alpreneur series of the Devon Adana Experience, we discuss all things business. But for deeper focus on using Instagram for business, go follow at ht.bizisland on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, LinkedIn, and soon we will have our own channel right here on Anchor. HT.bizisland is business motivation meets IG strategy meets Caribbean culture. I'll be sharing all my secrets on using Instagram for Caribbean businesses. That name again is at ht.bizisland. So this assistant, mm-hmm. this visual assistant I'm working with, I've been working with him since last year, June. So it's nearly a year. And the second, which right. she only started in January. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my personal assistant has been with me forever. But um, yeah, I have to get help because what happens to a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we spend a lot of time working behind the scenes or we spend a lot of time helping clients and don't work on our business at all. Right. So much that you're not selling because you're working on putting the website together, together, putting the blogs together, putting the visuals together. So you're not selling because you're doing that, right? Or, right. or the other extreme is you're doing all the work for your clients. You're doing the graphics for your clients. You're preparing the soaps for your clients. You're preparing this for your clients and you're not doing any work on your business. Mm-hmm. So those are the two extremes mm-hmm. you know, with entrepreneurs. So getting help um, doesn't mean it has to break your bank because my assistant doesn't work every single day. You figure out what works best for your budget and what specific type right. of help you need. And... Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, get it done. So, how did you find? Sorry, how did ahead. I find my assistant? I spoke to another coach, and I was telling her 
that I needed to find a new assistant because I was without an assistant for about six months because my last assistant had moved mm. on this December before. And she's like, why don't you try, right. why don't you try Upwork, right? Because I never had an um, assistant who was not based in Trinidad. Um, right. So I tried Upwork and see. So I put up, I went on Upwork, I put up an account. I was very, very specific about the skill set that I needed. Um, mm-hmm. And I got like maybe three or four people inquiring and I interviewed them. Um, I looked at some of the past work that they did and uh, yeah, and then I chose, and there's a guy, I chose him. He's from the Philippines, actually. Mm -hmm. So I chose him and I did the same process for my second virtual assistant because she specifically works on getting me on podcasts and guest blogging and that kind of thing. So she has a particular, particular task and it was, she is Filipino as well, but she is based in India. Okay, okay. Right. Um, wow. And, and I got her from Upwork, but we actually work from on Fiverr. So, you know, go online and find people. There's a big world out there for you <laughs> of, of, people, of people who could help you. I mean, don't, don't limit yourself. I love it. Well, don't limit yourself at all. Now, in, in terms of people in your industry, who do you follow or who do you fashion yourself after if you even do that? Wow. Like, who are your, like, people that you're just like, oh, my God, I love that. Oh, like, my you God. Know. I don't fashion myself uh, around any one particular coach. I because mm-hmm. I find that there is or there are so many great coaches doing stuff. I do follow particular coaches who focus on particular things that I want to learn. Let's put it that way. And I mainly try, and this is very biased of me, but I mainly try to follow female coaches. <laughs> because no, listen, I feel that they can speak my language, is, right? <laughs> right. So don't be, I know, I'm not, I'm not bashful yeah, about that. I'm yeah. like, yeah. There are certain coaches that I follow. So I follow, for example, when I want to learn about digital products and that kind of thing, um, the six-figure chick, she's really, really huge on Instagram. Yeah, I love her. her. I've I've followed her for years. I've bought a lot of her products, uh, you know, and I've learned a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. from her. Um, For all of my Facebook, I follow this coach called Rachel Miller. She has um, a group called, um, what's the name of the group? growth strategies of Facebook, whatever, but her business page is called Moolah Marketer. Um, and she is like okay. Facebook queen. She is the yes. Facebook queen, right? Um, wow. I also follow this coach called Azra Bushra. And I love her. Oh, yes. Because of her content. Yes. Right? She's great. Yes. I love her content and, you know, how she infuses humor and, you know, satire and that kind of thing. That yes. speaks to my yes. soul. <laughs> yes, yes. I follow her and then I follow Nicole Walters because uh, she is like the queen of strategy. She breaks down those mm. strategies, girl. And I love, I love strategy. That's my thing. That's my jam. I know, right? <laughs> I love it too. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, a, a few others as well, but those are the ones that I really 
look forward to like, okay, what do they have available now? What are they offering now? How are they seeing this? What does their email say? You know, if, do, they have a, right. do they have a challenge going on right now? Like, you know, those are the ones who pay close attention to. And those are the ones I really work and I learn from um, on a regular. And I call them my coaches because I'm usually doing some program with one or two of them at the same time. Do you use Facebook ads at all? Are you an ads person? I am not an ad person, you know. I'm actually not. Me neither. I like to get a lot of organic reach. Um, yes, me too. So if I'm doing like a big workshop or something, I might do ads, but I'm not somebody who runs ads on a continuous basis at all. Um, if I run yeah. an ad every two, three months, then yeah. But I like organic reach, and I'm good at getting organic reach. If you don't know how to run yes. the ads, you're going to waste a lot of money. Exactly. exactly. And I'm just like, I don't know how, and I don't know that I'm interested yeah. in learning. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'd rather pay somebody. You agree. know, pay somebody. Agree. Totally like, agree. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not a big ads person for social media at all, actually. Nah. <laughs> no. What do you say is the hardest part of doing social media for business for you? If there is a hard um, part. Well, what used to be hard for me, and th- I know that every entrepreneur can relate to this, what used to be hard for me is um, two things. Staying off of social media because we can get lost in the vortex. And yes. spend hours. <laughs> Just scrolling, yeah. scrolling, scrolling, and even like three, four hours pass. And I actually haven't even posted on my page or talked to anybody. I'm just like macroing people. Crap. <laughs> right? yes. So I've mastered that. So now I only spend maybe four hours on social media for the day. And the other thing that I had to figure out with social media is not to compare myself with what people are saying that they are doing. Because a big part of social media is that it's a lie. Right. Um, right. Right. People, and I think that's that's kind of why maybe I don't like Instagram because every time I see something, I'm like, mm-hmm, whatever, girl. Yeah. Right. yeah whatever. <laughs> oh my god. So I had to learn, like, you know, don't compare myself to what people are saying they're doing or what people are seeing they're experiencing and that kind because everybody's journey is going to be different right. and my journey is quite quite different and let me let me just give you this short thing that when I started to work at a lot of these coaches I, as you realize a lot of these coaches are not Caribbean coaches right and yeah, right. one of the biggest challenges I had with working with some of them like I had a really really coach in 2017 and um, we did all mm-hmm. weekly one-on-one calls. And so and one of the things that I struggled with is that some of the things, some of the strategies that she, we would talk through and she would suggest certain things, I used to say to her, because at that time I was just focusing on Trinidad and Tobago, right? Or even the Caribbean, right? right. I wasn't really focusing on an international audience like I am now. And I would say to her, mm-hmm. that won't work. <laughs> that won't work in my territory. And she, I mean... Right. back and forth I'm like that won't work I know the mindset of my people I know how they spend money I know what their challenges are they don't have access to credit cards they don't have access to this they don't have access you know what I mean right. so certain right. things right. that she would be like what do you mean it must work I'm like no it's not and it wasn't me just not wanting to do the work but, but it was me understanding 
my audience, you know, and um, right. because I'm here and I, I know because I went through the same thing, you know. So yeah, I had that challenge with my international coaches who don't have a Caribbean experience. Um, so Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the big things to me now is to really connect with Caribbean people who live in the States, in Canada, and that kind of thing, um, to coach them yes. because we have this instant connection. Right? Mm. Uh, yeah. So some of my friends now are from the States and Canada, but they, they, you know, originally from Trinidad, originally from Grenada, originally from some of the other islands. And it's easy for them to just relax and open themselves because they feel that a right. Caribbean connection and you understand what I mean girl <laughs> because you know how we grew up with mom yes <laughs> daddy saying that and you know it's 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 a difference right. it's a difference right. it's just a difference so yeah is there any question you have about using Instagram for business that you know you always wanted to know or like how do you do whatever I mean what I what I had to right used to was the um and I still don't do it regularly, is the Instagram stories. I just like, uh, because, let me tell you, no. anyway, right? I have, I uh. ha- again, is, it comes back to that whole thing of what people show you is not necessarily what is re- the, re- the reality of life, right? I'm an introvert. As much as people don't believe that, I am so introverted. I don't necessarily like crowds. Mm-hmm. If I go out, it's like, I have to like, mentally prepare myself to go out so i am like i don't have anything mm-hmm. to share with all you about what is this <laughs> I, I can share my work but i know right. but i know people want to know you and they want to you know they want to see different parts of their life and i always tell people like you know i was actually behind the scenes of stuff right i met my my right. mama always laugh at me she's like you're behind the scenes of getting up and go to your desk I'm like, yeah, I can do a video. <laughs> really? But, Mommy, my bed to my desk. Whoa. <laughs> but listen, no, listen to me. I don't, you get to choose. You know, just you get to choose. You don't have to choose. Not because that is, I actually think the opposite, which is because everybody on Instagram is doing all of that stuff. I think somebody who doesn't is like, it's gonna be the norm, yeah, like yeah. you know. It's, to me, I see these things as yeah, it's I, like a pendulum I, shift. I don't do any of. I don't. Know? I don't do it because I don't have it. <laughs> so my yeah, no, and I'm being really serious. My life is because I love working. Right? I love what I do. So my life right. is really just getting up, doing my meditations, my affirmations, whatever. Then just putting my head down and just doing my work. And once that is done, and I, and the thing is. The other part of it is I am not a person who has my phone in my hand all the time because it's distracting. Mm. So I I literally, so when people are like messaging me all eight o'clock and nine o'clock, I'm like, my phone is nowhere near me. That's my meditation hour, dude. I'm not talking to anyone. Right, right, right. Messages. The same thing like if I'm doing client work, like I'm writing content for a client or whatever, my phone is nowhere near me. Mm. Right, who has their phone out every minute and is recording, and so that other thing that's just not my style, you know. That's not that's not natural to me. So, and again, as I said, I spent like maybe four hours on social media, and this is where work is concerned. So, I go on in the morning, 
answer questions, share with my audience, and then I come off because I have work to do. And then I will go on after lunch, and you know, so I have a system in place. Well, right. And that system just does not accommodate stories at this time. No, I do stories. (laughs) I really try to incorporate. I don't do it every day, but I do try to incorporate it when I remember. I will be like, oh, you know, I I can say this. This is interesting. When I remember, interesting. Look at poor stories, poor stories, poor stories. Oh my god! I would, I would beg you, beg you to do more stories. Oh I really because I think ask some questions and put up oh. a poll or a question sticker so easy because, because, you, question because I, you think I'm going to be online for the next twenty minutes, right? Uh, might not, but <laughs> no. Just put up the question and don't oh, answer it God. until you, you come to your, in, your time, yeah. in the time that you've allotted for social yeah. media. And then, oh, yeah, I would say do that. Like, And then here's the thing. Why I like it is because I find like somebody who has like a call to action, like join my yes. email list or, you know, do this or do that. I, I love it for that because a lot of times people come on and they just click those yes. stories and they in yes. there all day yeah. long they're not even looking at what happening yeah definitely so you definitely. know and that's why I, and as i say i know i get traction from it when i do use it um my thing is just finding the right rhythm and if for me if i'm not comfortable if i don't find a rhythm because i'm not one to just do something because everybody is doing it but i mm, yeah a rhythm and if i'm not finding that rhythm or i feel like i'm struggling to find that rhythm I'm not going to put an energy into it yes. because I find that whatever right. I'm doing is supposed to come easy. And it, I ain't doing that crap. But one of the things that I have um, is my membership site, my me- membership program. Okay. Um, it's called Dynamic, Bus- right. Dynamic Business Board. And uh, you could just, oh. just go into Facebook and just type in Dynamic Business Board and you would see the group come up. So what it is, is okay. a membership site. It's only $100 per month right is a hundred dollars per month and in in that us okay okay 14 us right 14 15 us wow and in there i have that i have that that membership has been running since 2017 so once you get into the program you get like nearly three years worth of content meaning Every mm. month, every month I drop new training, new and it's both audio as well as a swipe file, a cheat sheet that you can download and fill out for yourself so you can do it. And then every month, right. and I have a Facebook group attached to the membership site. So every month I also go into mm-hmm. the group and talk about the topics and give you the opportunity to, to ask me any questions you want about business. Wow. Right, so that is wow. yeah, that's one of the opportunities I have for business owners who may not necessarily be ready for that one-on-one coaching, that intensity of coaching, but who has the discipline to take information and implement it in their business, and they still have access to me in the group if they need any further guidance and stuff like that. And in the membership side, there, I mean, you think about the topic, it's there. So it's about social media, right, branding. Right. You know, marketing, mindset, money, budgeting, you know, your profitability. There's like every topic imaginable in the membership. Wow. Yeah. Time management. That's awesome. yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So only hundred dollars. I really enjoyed talking to you so much. I just want to say thank you so much. Appreciate you. You're a wealth of knowledge. You've been in the game a long time, and definitely somebody I admire. And I look to for that kind of guidance. So thank you, thank you, thank You're you. You're welcome. I'm, my pleasure. This episode was dedicated to CC Gunn, who was known in these social media streets as the six-figure chick. CC's blueprint for using Instagram to dominate business is legendary. She is the one who got me on the road to managing IG for business. And though she is gone, I am so eternally grateful that I found her because she helped me get confident in my own abilities. She was awesome and always willing to share her information. She would say the what is free, but the how is paid. Meaning she could tell you what to do for free, but you would have to pay to learn how to do it. Not so dissimilar to what Adana has said her coach said to her in this very episode. Cece is an example of finding your zone of genius and then sharing it with the world. She will be missed in these social media streets. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Devon Adana experience. If you enjoyed this episode, then you will love Dear Alpreneur episode 6. I will link it in the show notes so you could check it out. If you have not done so yet, subscribe to the channel so you can stay up to date with the coming changes.